Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to be discussing a couple of emails, but really the first one or two emails are really directed at people's belief systems. And uh, I'll dwell in this a little bit before I get started with it and just kind of give you some preface to it. I've always wondered in my life why some people are motivated to be successful and why some people are not. I don't know where that really starts. Is it nurture or is it biological? Do you come out an aggressive person or are you nurtured into being an aggressive person? And, you know, the argument's gone back and forth forever since I was a child. I mean, I've heard both that it's a psychological thing and or it is a biological thing. You know, either you're good or you're bad biologically or you're good or you're bad sociologically developed that way. I don't really know. I don't have the answer. I'm not going to try to pr- produce the answer today. What I am going to do today is I'm going to share with you an email um, that a lady sent me. I believe it's a lady who sent me. Uh, let's see here. No, actually, it's a guy. Okay, so it's a guy that sent it to me. And I want to discuss within this email, because I had a, a conversation back and forth, where they, they gave me a bunch of facts. And the facts led me to believe that they just weren't all that interested in doing what we do here. I didn't even try to promote them to come and join up with us or visit us. I just kind of gave them a half answer like, uh, you know, you need to do what you want to do. And the, the reason I did is that because in reading the email, I did not perceive a true desire to change their financial position. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing and are interested in having the results of a diet, but not interested in going on a diet. They're interested in feeling better, but they're not interested in staying healthy. Now, if you could give them a pill, that's a whole different animal. And I think what I thought this person, first of all, I thought it was a lady talking to me, but now I look at it, it's a guy. I thought this gentleman was looking for a pill, you know, something for nothing, instantaneously, gratificationally diseased idea that would make his life better just simply because we would he would join up here and it would all be easy. The next email is a guy going, you know, hey, I'm really interested in what you do. I like everything you talk about, but my wife thinks it's a multi-level marketing scheme, a Ponzi scheme of some kind. And the two of those, you know, if you really look at it, it's interesting the combination that one person believes that there's magic that what we do over here is magic and that if you just sign up, it's all going to take care of itself. And the other person believes it's a scam, at least his wife does. And she believes that it's like a multi-level marketing thing, which I, 
I don't have any idea how. I'm going to try to explain that when we get to that email because he asked me to explain it. But it's just interesting to me that they could be so far apart. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this email, and I've done this in the past with other emails. I'm going to take it apart paragraph by paragraph and dissect for you ideas. Each paragraph is an idea. When you write a letter, you write an email, each paragraph is an idea you want to get across, and then you stop and think about it, and you put another idea together in the next paragraph, and so forth. But ideas can be traced back to belief systems. And so I think it's interesting. I told the person I was going to do this. They said, that's fine. I'm not going to use their name because it's not going to be pretty. I guarantee you. Um, You say, why are you doing this, Dell? Well, hopefully there's somebody out there in his 20s, 30s, 40s that still has time to think about what are their driving forces behind what they do? Maybe even somebody in their 50s. I think these people are in their 50s. What is it and why is it you do what you do, right? And there's a driving force behind what you do. And it's funny because I I have family members that have no interest whatsoever in being financially successful. Now, they'll tell you they do. Every one of the family members I have will tell you they do. Uh, Well, that's not true. I have many family members that that don't even care. And they'll just flat tell you. But... The ones I'm thinking of is our kids. All of our kids would tell you that they care, but not a single one of them have put any effort into or towards being financially successful. It doesn't really mean anything to them, Um, which is interesting because it's such a big deal for me. Now, like with my daughter, I thought that being physically fit and being a bodybuilder was important, and she never showed any interest in that. I mean, she worked out. She enjoyed working out, but it wasn't until she had some major disruptions in her life that she fought back and became a bodybuilder. And it wasn't by confiding in me and me telling her she'd be a bodybuilder. It's just she handed over one habit for another. She had uh, some alcoholism problems and said, you know, the way to get out of one addiction is to go to another one. And man, being physically fit to the level of being a bodybuilder is definitely an addiction. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the high that you get the endorphin high of working out is unbelievable. So, you know, there's there was really, that was just a transference into bodybuilding, which is something that I did. I think she might have done it even if I hadn't done it, although it did make her aware of it. So we're looking at this situation today, and we're trying to ferret out why people end up living on Social Security. How does that happen? What is it in their life? What values do they place in their life that end them up living on Social Security? That's really the question. And then, as this person, you know, emailed me back, said, why didn't you give me some suggestions? Why didn't you, you know, try to motivate me to do what you talk about all the time on the radio? I'm an avid listener. My answer was, well, I really didn't think you cared. Your first email didn't really approach me in a way that meant you really cared. And I'm going to show you why, because I'm not going to just say that. I think it's worth an explanation to this person, for this person to hear that. Uh, But I also think it's worth an explanation for other people that might get something out of it. So as we go into this, I'm going to start out here with the first paragraph, and then we'll take a break. 
because we won't have time to get any further than that. But the first paragraph, just an introduction. I'm 63-year-old male and have been retired for about seven months now. That's about how long I've been listening to your show from time to time. You have given me a lot to think about, and I'm wondering if you could assess how good shape I'm in or not to get extra income moving fast. Okay, so there's the first word right there. He's 63 years old, and now he wants to make income by moving fast. That's the first indication to me that it's something for nothing, instantaneous, gratificationally diseased ideas. That, hey, well, if I can go do this fast, you know, 63, that's good. Because it's 63, I got to do it fast, right? I'm also interested, since I know very little about real estate and taxes, and I don't want the burden of making managing rentals. And there is the second part of it. And I don't want the burden of managing rentals. All right? So he doesn't want to do anything. And then he goes on and says, do you know of and think about blank? And it's a, it's a company I'm not going to give you the name of because they're one of these places where they just want you to give them your money and they will go out and put together deals and supposedly partner with you in these deals and give you some income back from it, which this particular company, I think is a complete sham. I don't know for sure, but I've never heard of them. And obviously, I don't think very much of them. It's kind of a turnkey set thing where you give them your money. I've never seen these things work out very well. Uh, some people have made some money with them, and other people have lost a lot of money with them. So they're just not, I can't condone them. Uh, we're going on to paragraph number two. It says, I feel I'm in pretty good shape since I have three income streams for most of my expenses that are insulated. The income streams are insulated from market fluctuations. So that sounds pretty good, right? goes on, a federal civil servant's annuity does nothing for that. It's there. Social Security does nothing for that. It's there. And a guaranteed lifetime annuity from John Hancock variable annuities. Those three add up to about $6,000 a month. So this is the second reason, paragraph two, why I didn't think he was really interested in our program, is he's got three different types of passive incomes coming in that he does nothing for. And what he's looking for is, you know, hey, I got six grand, which, by the way, six grand's not bad for the average person out there. Nowhere near what our people make, but it's okay. Uh, for the average person to make six grand a year or a month, that's $72,000 a year. That's not bad, right? Now, you have to take taxes out of that. So it's really probably like 50, but, you know, okay. You know, maybe 48000 a year take home. After taxes, I'm not sure exactly. Seventy thousand. If you make seventy-two thousand a year, you're going to get taxed, right? So, it's okay. But in his mind, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty well off. Well, pretty well off. What gets in the way of a great life? A good life. I've told you that a hundred times, if not a thousand. And so the guy's got a pretty good life, which means he's really not interested in having a great life, right? Uh, next thing he says is, there are two expenses that I need to pay for elsewhere, and that's my house payment, about $220,000 $220, with equity payment on that $110,000, house value is three hundred thirty. So what he's saying is I got about two hundred twenty equity in there, and I'm paying on the one ten, and the cost of a new car sooner rather than later. I have about $180,000 in two 401ks, not bad, right, from which I'm making those house payments, and will take a chunk to buy the next car when needed. That should leave me with about 70000 freely available money, 
minus the tax burden of 12% and maybe 22 on some of it, which means he's got the 10% penalty, but he shouldn't have the 10% penalty uh, unless he pulls out a lot, which jumped him up to the 22%. I'm also concerned about market crashes ruining my 401k. All right, so he's thinking, you know, this is thought out. He's saying the crash could ruin that 401k. That amount I have in there could go away pretty quickly if there's a market crash. A lot of indications lately that there's going to be a recession and a market crash. So I think that's wise thinking. But again, he's got a plan. And the plan is I'm going to take this money and pay my car payment. And then I'm going to, I'm going to buy me a new car. And I'm going to pay my house payment, right? Um, again, he's got a plan. And none of, in that plan does he want to do anything like manage rental properties. Goes on and says, my retirement strategy is to continue to put about $400 a month into a cash fund, currently at thirty grand, in addition to normal expenses. So he's pulling enough money out to put another $400 a month. He's saving money still in this position. So he's, in, he's got more money than he's actually spending. He's saving. So in my mind, this guy's happy. He's got it figured out. He's got annuity money coming, you know, that the market doesn't touch. And he's got enough coming in that he, being, he's figured out how to pay his, his house payment. He's figured out how to keep his car payment paid. And again, he's saving $400 a month above that. So in my mind, the, guy, the guy's got a plan, right? Why would he want to come and get all involved in all of this? Let's go on and see. As was, I was somewhat forced to retire, and I'm really glad I don't need to work. And we're better off than most with our available money. In addition, over time, my wife's Social Security will kick in within two years, and my house gets more and more paid off. So financial position could get better with time. Thinking that if the house pays off, he doesn't have that payment anymore. And if his wife's Social Security kicks in, he's got that money coming in. Again, he's got a plan. The plan adds up. It gets better every year, and he's still saving money. Why would I entice him to come join up and get with us when the reality is he'd have to manage some properties? He's looking for somebody like this turnkey situation where he can just give his money to them and let them do all the work. What he doesn't understand is when you give your money away like that, you lose control of it. He'd probably be better off instead of giving his money to a turnkey real estate company like that to buy more annuities. At least he's guaranteed of getting some money with those annuities. He goes on and says, however, I want more income to be able to do more with my life. There it is. Not wanting to do anything more, but I want more, right? What I've done, what my plan was, is fairly successful. I'm better off than most that I know, right? I'm not rich, not even close to rich. I'm not even well off, but I'm better than most that I know, and my plan Seems to be working, but I want more. That's the predicament. And whenever I see people that want more but aren't willing to do anything, I have a tendency just to shy away from them. That's why I just really didn't get all that emotionally involved in helping the guy out. It's because he wants more, but he doesn't want to do anything. So the best thing to do is go see your annuity guy and buy some more annuities. Then you'll get more. And you won't have to do anything. So he says, I'm asking your advice on my position to get into passive real estate income. Now, let's see what I said to him, just out of curiosity. 
I asked him, who are these people? He said, I think it's an investment management place that takes investors' money and buys rentals and does the management. I heard of it in one of these conversations. So in other words, the people he's talking about is, again, one of these turnkey places that does all the work and takes most of the profit out of the deal. When we come back, we'll go into the follow-up on this, what I said to him and what he came back and said to me, which is really kind of eye-opening. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Roadmap to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Dell Wamsley on the economy and politics. What happens if the economy turns around and goes back down now that the Democrats are in power or inflation becomes rampant? And all of a sudden, it becomes very difficult to do business. I was listening to an economist the other day, and he pulled out this chart of GDP. He said, look, here's what I want you to do. He said, tell me anywhere from 1950 to 2021 where the Democrats took power and where the Republicans took power. He said, point it out for me. And the truth of the matter is you can't tell. If you're sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what the politicians are going to do or waiting to see what the economy is going to do, if you're trying to predict the future, stop. Politicians and the economy have no bearing on your success or failure. Only you do. Register for the next live online free workshop. We'll unfold the map to retirement in five years or less, regardless of what's going on in the world. It's the same proven strategies we've been using for 30 years through every political party and economic cycle you can think of. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are going through an email and I'm trying to explain why I thought that the individual wasn't really interested in doing what we do and uh, didn't give that individual a lot of credence as to uh, getting involved with us, uh, pretty much because it didn't seem to me that the person was all that interested in what we're doing. Uh, and I've already, if you go back to the segments before, showed you paragraphs that, in my mind, uh, proved out the point that they really weren't that interested. They were really looking for a way to make money without doing anything. So I wrote back a quick response that said, uh, Something exactly along these lines. This is exactly what I said. It sounds like all your capital is called for other needs. So I'm thinking, okay, the 401k is designated towards paying for the house. 401k money is being designated towards buying him car, a new car, which he says he has to have right away. Uh, he's got some money he wants to put aside to buy some land. And so I'm thinking he's already designated. He's already got a plan. And the plan is got all the money that he has tied up. Um, already planned out for. So I said, it sounds like your money already has a plan. Sounds like your capital is already, is already called for in other needs. Be careful of the other company, blah, blah, blah. And I totally believe that. Well, he writes me back, really, I can tell, miffed. And, um, you know, I can understand why after I read this, it says, hmm, I have or will have when some of the 401k is paid into the house, essentially $300,000 equity in the house, not counting other cash, plus comfortable money to live on. I kind of thought you'd say to leverage the house to both buy land and or buy rentals with little down. 
use the rental income and the 401k interest to make payments. Uh, even not doing that, I could easily get 20000 or so for a down payment on the rental and make payment from its income. I take it you think I'm too tight to do that, or it's not a good idea. Or am I trying to make this work when it's not really there? I really appreciate your time. Well, you know, it's it's problem. This is a very, very much a lack of communication on my part. I didn't really hear what he's saying. I told you what I heard, what I thought he was saying. But now that I hear this, I'm going to change the answer completely. The guy's got, he says, $300,000 with equity in his house. He's also got money in this 401k. But the way he keeps dividing the money up is what's strange to me. Uh, I'll have, once I take some of the money out of the 401k to pay into the house, essentially $300,000 equity in the house. So he's thinking about taking money out of the 401k to pay the house down, but then he's wanting to take the equity out of the house. It just doesn't make any sense. Just take the money out of the 401k and don't pay the house down. Secondly, now that we know that between the 401k and the house, he's got 300,000 equity. Yes, he should do something with the 300,000. It's dead equity. He's doing nothing. And none of it's making him any money. And it's all because he feels comfortable with the $6,000 a month he's making from these three different annuity payments he gets. I kind of thought you'd say leverage the house to both buy land and or buy rentals with small down payments. But what do you want at 63 years old? What do you want land for? I've tried to buy land multiple times. It's just dirt. Dirt is dirt unless you're going to do something with it. And... I have about 180,000 in two 401ks. Okay, so he's got 180,000 two 401ks, and then he's got his house equity. So if you go out there and you buy real estate and do it correctly, you should be able to earn at least 10% return. Now, there's capital gains also, but he doesn't want to manage his own property. That's the problem. So he could go out there and pick up. If he bought, you know, with $300,000, he could buy at least 10 houses. At least, he might be able to buy twice that number, but at least 10 houses. And if he picked up 50000 equity on each one, that's $500,000 instant capital gains he could make. That's what he should do. But he doesn't want to deal with 10 rentals. He doesn't want anything to do with rentals. Now, the other thing he could do is he could join up and become a passive investor and get with a lead and let that lead put him in a lead deal. And in that case, if they buy the right deal, they could have a good good return of anywhere from 10 to 50%. Or some people bought some bad deals. They paid too much during when the market was too high, the market's now started to come down. You can get good deals again, but back then when the market was too high, bought, people bought deals and had very little return, two, three, four, five percent at the most return, which you can get with a savings account. So he would be no better off getting into those. He really needs to get into these single family houses and make a big amount of capital gains and some additional cash flow. Then once he has all that equity, then he can come back and do other things like refinance that money out and buy a small apartment complex or whatever, but he doesn't want to do that. And so there it lies that it was his distaste for getting involved that made me think, okay, he's not going to get the types of returns that he's hearing me talk about on the radio. He's not going to be all that interested. Now, if all he wants to do is get in a passive deal and do nothing, it works. You can do that. Next one says, Dell, I'm currently in the process of cashing out my 401k, which is becoming a terrible nightmare. And I'm curious about something. First of all, on the 401k, it's a nightmare because they don't want you. They don't want to give you back your money. So there are a few ways you can get the money out. There are different 
positions and claims that you can make to get it, and there are even some legal things you can do to get it. Next thing goes on and says, you frequently say that LUI is not a multi-level marketing or other pyramid or a Ponzi scheme. Could you take a minute uh, sometime to explain it? I can't wait to join LUI and get started getting the small pile of money I have available working for me. So multi-level marketing is where what you do is that you get into a business where you sell product for somebody. And generally the way it works is you sell your product to your friends and your family member, members and or anybody else, business acquaintances, customers and so forth, and then ask them to become salesmen of the product also so that they get a commission if they sell something, but you also get a commission if they sell something. The whole thing just doesn't work very well. Um, there have been many multi-level marketing companies out there that have been around for periods of time. Uh, eventually, they figure out it's easier to sell their stuff over the internet than it is to sell it through the commission-based multi-level marketing scheme. The next one, though, is a Ponzi scheme. And the Ponzi scheme is a little closer to something you should worry about. The Ponzi scheme is where someone sells you something that guarantees you a payment, a return, and then they sell something to somebody else guaranteeing them a return. And the money they get from the new sale, they use to pay a portion to the old sale. So, example, I could say, if you give me $10,000, I'm going to guarantee you a return of 5%. Well, then I go sell the next guy something for 10000 with the same promise. But of the 10000 he gives me, I pay you 5% for the whole year. So 10% of 10000 would be uh, 1000 5% would be $500. So throughout the year, I give you $500, um, which is nothing compared to the 10000 I just got from the next guy I sold. Um so I may pay that $500 out over a monthly payment of whatever that is, $25 a month or whatever it comes out to. Um, and so I don't even give you the whole 500 Now, if I keep doing this for a long enough period of time, I've got massive number of people I owe the payments to. And if I ever run out of new people to sell the scam to, then I can't pay the payments anymore. And that's when one of these uh, schemes really fall apart in many cases. Uh, you can't keep up with it, right? And it, it happens. So we're neither of those. We don't do that at all. What we are is a education and mentoring program. Education, we teach people with massive hours and hours and hours of classes, video classes, uh, written classes, uh, live classes, seminars, that if you join up, you get a lot of information. You can join to different levels and get different amounts of information. Maybe you only want to buy the information on single family. Maybe you want to buy the information on single and multi. Maybe you want to buy the information on how to be a lead investor. Maybe, you know, a syndicator. And you want to know how to do these things and do it well. And we have the best educational system in the country. We also have a mentoring program. Mentoring is different than education in that you actually get a human being. All of my mentors in this company have come through the program and have become millionaires and retired before I would ever consider them as a mentor. So you're working with right now that I think there's like 12 of them, 12 mentors for multifamily. And I think there's like 12 mentors for single family. And these mentors, or maybe it's nine for multi and 12 for single. I'm not sure exactly. But these mentors have all succeeded at this program already. 
And when you come in and you're going through the education and you don't know what to do and you get caught, you get, you know, somewhere where you say, you know, I just don't quite understand it. You go to your mentor. When you're buying a property, you need help for the first time to get through it. You go to your mentor. The mentors will help you pretty much every inch of the way to work through whatever program or whatever investment or project you're trying to do. They are not buying into your project. They do not own your project. There is no multi-level to it. They don't get a piece of everything you do, right? Although there are some, because all of my mentors remember this, have already gone through the program. There are some of my mentors that are in deals that other people are in also because they're members also. But they're not getting a piece of every deal that everybody does unless somebody wants to give them a piece for letting them co-sign on the deal or take some of the risk or whatever, so on and so forth. Um, But it's not multi-level marketing in any way, shape, or form. You're not getting paid something if you bring somebody in. There's no referral fees. In 34 years, I've made it a point to never offer referral fees because that's not a genuine referral. Somebody that refers you to Lifestyles really has to like Lifestyles for you to get a referral from it. That's why you know it's real. Otherwise, this is neither. This is an education mentoring program that helps people learn how to retire. All right, have a great day. And remember, always, it's not the money. It's the Lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.